The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ in our new series, Identity Theft. We'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. Welcome our online listeners. This is an exciting day. I want to advertise a book today. We do not get any profits from the book of the week, which we're starting today. And you'll be hearing about a book every single week on the podcast. But a very dear friend of Jane and I, as well as a mentor for many years, uh, Lee LeFaber, he wrote a book called Chackling of Grace. And what this book is about is how do you deal, listen very carefully, how do you deal with controlling people around you? That's what the book focuses on. It's not necessarily just you that the book is going to minister to, but in regard to how do you deal with someone who is constantly having to have control around you. They're the most difficult people to live with or work with. The Shackling of Grace by Lee LeFaber. And if you're in question on how you can get that book, just go to our website under Exchange Life Books and you will see this book cover and it will link you directly to his order page. It's a great book on how to deal with controlling people. So we want to welcome you to our Identity Theft series. This is number 157, believe it or not. But our topic today is not just the millennial Jesus, but Jesus is a Democrat. Now, I was told that by Councilee recently that Jesus is a Democrat, and I'm going to prove it to you. And he did. I'll explain that in a few minutes. But the logic that he presented to me is correct. Now what Satan does is since he cannot be an originator of thought, I said that correct, Satan cannot have a thought on his own. Which means he has to steal the pieces from God's word and he has to twist them up to form what he's got these people believing as original thought. So here's what happens. In the early Greek world, they came up with a word for these people, and they're called opinionated. Someone please tell me the Latin word, which English is with it, is in opinionated. Opinion, well what's opinion? One of the, the, the roles of Satan was to take his pinions and he was the cover. 
That's a very, very, very special place to be. He was perfect in knowledge, perfect in beauty. Ezekiel goes on to share with us some pretty straightforward, uh, powerful descriptions of Satan. And when he disrobed God, he pulled his pinions back and showed his chest. Proud people have puffed up chests. That's what the, the word says. And that's what he did. He, he revealed himself and he, he began to take God's truth and he proclaimed it as the truth. O is revealing, pulling your pinions back. That's how the early group of Greeks who called themselves gods puffed themselves up before God and said, Oh, me. Listen to what I have to say. Now we have a world out there, because, and people have got from PhDs to OPPs to BAs to, you know, whatever they are, to say, I have an opinion about what my parents believe. Well, I can't insult them, try not to anyway. But what they've got to say does not matter to me at all. I don't care how unique it is. It is only God who is our defining dictionary of what is truth. And I'm afraid that's just going bye-bye. People read their cell phones more in an hour than they do Bible reading in a week. I was told by a guy who did some research down in Knoxville that people rarely go 20 minutes without looking at their smartphones. What has happened to us? They can quote postings quicker than they can quote scriptures. We are slowly being swept off our feet to where the word of God, the opinions of God will no longer protect us. Satan, you're a liar. He goes on to say this. The emergent church of the Laodicea group is simply a Christian Christ follower movement that believes they are actually following the authentic Jesus. But in God's reality, they are not. They are following this new kind of Jesus called the millennial Jesus. Two years from now, you won't even question the term. I promise you. He will house almost every denomination and church he possibly can get his hands on. Anytime that preacher is not rightly dividing the truth and clearly leaves you with the message of, are you a follower or are you truly born again and indwelt by the living God? If that pastor or elder or teacher can no longer separate the goats from the sheep, they are goats. 602-292-2982. That's how strong the message will be in two years to the church. It's happening worldwide. Followers of this millennial Jesus, theologically, they fall into the category of millennial Arminianism, which means deism. Those of you who are not familiar with deism, Thomas Jefferson was a deist. Benjamin Franklin was a deist. 
And so were 86% of the original forefathers of this nation. It is a universal thought. It is university. It is universal education. It is universal religious freedom. It is universal. The group that is usually associated with deists are the Masons. Not just in America, but worldwide. They believe in more of a universal approach that any God will do and get you to the ultimate God, the great architect. That's a good 602 if you ask me. But deists believe that, that there is a God, a grand architect in the universe. But he doesn't mess around with the people or their opinions. Or their religious infrastructure. Or their denominational titles. Or their government structure. Or if they have Democrat versus Republican versus Tea Party versus Independent, he doesn't mess around with its people. It was the earliest, most dangerous religious movement in the church. And guess what? They have one of the quarters that sits on the hill in Jerusalem. This is an issue. This is going to be a worldview issue really soon. Where the universalists step forward and say, shame on you for not supporting other religions that ultimately will, will lead to one God. Shame on you. And you want to know something? We will be shamed. We will not be believed by others. This will be the most dominant world religion in the world. It will finish off. It will put the icing on the cake for the Antichrist. So their whole universal idea is setting the stage for this democracy. This democratic God. Someone tell me the difference before we actually get into it. What's the difference between Democrat, democracy, and monarchy? What's supposed to be the difference? True monarchy. Democracy is supposed to be led by the people for the people. Right. Okay. So it's it's leader chosen. The, the leaders are chosen by the people. That's and, a republic, actually. And oh. now you can't have a republic without democracy. Right. You can have a democracy without a republic. Right. Monarchy is one head. Right. Usually familial. It's passed down from generation to generation. The Davidic. Okay, now this is, this is History 101, 602. Now if I get as many responses as I did in Knoxville, I'm going to have some fun. 602-292-2982, I will personally respond to your text. I won't answer your call, but I will respond to your text. Which one 
Democracy or monarchy is the oldest. <laughs> monarchy. Okay, monarchy. Which one of the two has sustained and supported marriages since the foundation of marriage? Which one of the two is still sustaining corporations in America and in the world? Do the employees tell the boss what to do? Do the employees vote the boss in and out? Democracy does not work in corporate management. Now, this creates a worldview crisis. If some of you are already thinking this thing through and you're going, oh my goodness, I know where he's going with this. You see, we set up our own style of government that gives us the power we think we need. And by the way, who enjoys being an employee? Jess, what was that article that you read on the airplane? What did it say about in such and such a time, such and such was going to be? Five years, 50% of Americans will, will, will be self-employed, what they call a gig economy. 50% of Americans will be their own bosses, what that's saying. Why? Nobody likes to be told what to do in monarchy. Why did they disassemble monarchy in Great Britain? I'll tell you exactly why they did it. Why on one end of the building it's we the people and on the other end of that building it is monarchy and they do not by law allow her to put one footprint in democracy. She can't walk in that building. That part of the building. Why did they disassemble her? Nobody likes being told what to do by a single human being. Now stay with me. This is logic. So now you have to really make America great again. You have to have corporations that have bosses. That the employees cannot fire them that only hierarchy board can fire them power down are you with me so that's the only thing that will make America great again and the reason why our present president is hated by the millennial generation is because he doesn't Care. He knows what makes America great originally, what will make America great again, and that is monarchy rule. He laughs about it. He jokes about it. He tweets about it. The press is, has no clue what to do with this guy because he's a monarch. Now, I know that I know because of what I do know about world history that it's the only thing that holds things together. God's the one that says those molecules in that chair are going to stay close enough together. I don't know if you know this or not, but in science, there's not one single molecule touching each other in this chair. 
Do you understand that? That's science. No molecules are touching each other. Because all things are held together because of one monarchy, God. All things are held together by one voice. So if he wanted to walk through a wall, which Jesus was known for doing, it was by one word. The molecules could not hold him. Science is figuring this out. They're actually transporting animals. They haven't quite got them to come back together again. But they can spread the molecules out and it looks like they disappeared. So here's my point. If we sat on the Antichrist with the big A, if we sat on his council and even listened, here's what we're going to find. You know, let's, let's give people as much power for them to think that they're in control. But they're not. We'll control them through them thinking they are in control. And then at the perfect time, what we'll do is we'll seize the opportunity and I will rule the entire world in monarchy. So the first three and a half years is literally letting the people think we are the people. The second three and a half years will be just kidding. Either you listen in and bow down to me because I am the Christ or you're going to pay. That's a short, clean perspective of the book of Revelation. Many researchers believe it is the single factor that led the modern church into emergence. Therefore, most millennial Christians tend to support homosexual pastors, women in pastoral positions, spiritual formation, Christ following, versus rebirth in Jesus Christ, Christ in you. 50-50 marriages, salvation through freedom of intellectual choice, the acceptance of all forms of faith, revisionary authority, which means I decide who is authority in my life, Experience-driven Christianity, ecumenical peace, what a joke, socialism, and the list goes on from there. It is one thing to evangelize the people of individualism, but it is a complete different animal when individualism morphs into culture, because when that happens, it becomes a religion. You might want to rewind that. It simply becomes the greatest challenge of today's church. Now, Jesus is a Democrat. He answers to me. Now, I know there's going to be some listeners out there going, oh, thank God I'm not guilty of that. But I'm going to give you proof right now to help you decide if you run Jesus like you're a Democrat and he is a Democrat leader. Because this is not just the millennial people that are guilty of this. So this millennial Jesus, followers, are fully aware that what, what it means to be a democracy. They often remind me 
that this country is run by the people and the leaders must answer to the people. They go on to say, this was the original, this is what originally separated America from British monarchy, which is the rule of government from top down. They go on to tell me that this Jesus is a Democrat. And I heard that quote unquote out of this gentleman's mouth, thus answering to the people. And we certainly have our forefathers to thank for setting the stage for we the people becoming a nation filled with demanding, picket shouting, anti-authority, anti-parents, anti-church, bomb throwing, hateful people. The most violent people in the world today are these people. The peace protesters and love protesters are the most violent people in the world. Because it's fake peace. And they know that we as indwelt believers are called to turn the other cheek. But now you get the privilege of looking out through the worldview news and see if these self-proclaimed Christians are turning the other cheek. Or are they demanding rights? Are they uh, got their picket signs out? Do they shout anti-authority statements, etc., etc.? Because we have rights. You don't have rights as an indwelt believer. There's no such thing in the doctrinal creeds of Jesus Christ. The doctrinal creeds of Jesus Christ is opposite of that. It is turn the other cheek. Do not resist him who is evil. It is, it is standing up for who you are in Christ and willing to take the price for that. But it is not trying to reform a country. Unless this country turns itself over to a monarchy, it's going to have to use corporate America to become great again. Did you hear what I just said? But it is the number one thing the millennial generation is annoyed by is large corporations. It doesn't separate the wealth into all of the hands of the people. Socialism, which is a joke. I've never seen a socialist country make it. Neither of you. It doesn't work. So you see the, the confusion we're caught in as a nation? We hate a guy that actually is helping us establish the only means of becoming powerful again. The only means is through the almighty buck. So, whatever does become the cultural issue of the day is what forms the cultural religion of the day. And I promise you at 602, the millennials win. There's nothing in the Bible that says we regain control of the earth. And if that makes you sad, I'd read your Bible a little more. Because it's victorious. My, I am not a citizen here. I'm a citizen in the greatest land of eternity. I'm a missionary here. 
to proclaim the truth inside a worldview that seems to capture people's attention so they can post it on Facebook tonight. So they can argue amongst themselves and have opinions, throwing around, filling up the internet with nothing but demonic imagery, demonic doctrines, and stuff that just doesn't matter. And it distracts the human mind from being focused on the truth that will set you free. So how this happened to us? It's logic 101. The kingdom of God is not a democracy. Rule from the bottom up. I'd like to see that work. Oh, wait! There's someone that did try democracy. Do you remember that? What was this guy's name? Satan. He pulled his wings back from covering the cherub. It said, I shall rule as God. And God did not set up 40 hours of therapy. He was removed, quote unquote, 602-292-2982. You antichrist lovers, give me a text. He was removed like a bolt of lightning. God will never tolerate democracy. Not in, not in the kingdom of God. So he does allow countries to have different kinds of governmental control. And he does use our respect of that existing government. I live in a democracy. I'm going to take advantage of democracy that is appropriate for an indwelt believer. And I love the country I live in. I do. I'm talking about heaven will not function this way. God's rule is a monarchy ruled from the top down. And all of us people will get stretched every which direction by controlling people around us. It freaks us out. We can't stand the idea of losing control. So, when America settled into their new kind of rule, churches moved from monarchy rule to quickly forming a democracy type of rule where the people began voting the pastor in and out, ruled the pastor through congregational meetings, thus setting the stage for the Democrat Jesus. So, logically, this gentleman walking me through this, I realize he's correct. That when we pray, we tell Jesus what to do. We order him around, we, we name it, claim it, stab it, slab it, like he's some kind of worker for us. And what he, this kid just verbalized for me, I went, oh my Lord, this is how we've been functioning as a whole. We order Jesus around like he's some kind of slave to us. So for this millennial to put it into words and start telling the world about it, and he has a very large audience, was just like, I can't believe we missed this. Jesus is a Democrat to the church. So we have typically functioned as pastor and, and family as many of you have, and that is 
Jesus is not a democracy. He is of a monarchy. The original world structure of government was set up on monarchy. Country after country after country was formed under monarchy. And then something happened in Greece. The country known for many gods. Something happened. And it also speaks in Revelation that many of that stuff is going to be manifested again in the end. Finally, we say this. If you're one of those people that truly believes that Jesus works for you, consider this. Overall, the millennial Christian, Christianity is finally appropriated the Constitution of the United States. Please listen carefully, those of you who have been following theologically and politically. This is a very important statement. The millennial Christians are finally appropriating the Constitution of the United States. This country has never been born on the freedom of Christianity. It's not in a single document outside of the Mayflower Pact, which they decided not to use. It's freedom of religion. So, they are making use of the authentic, real Constitution of the United States under the banner of freedom of religion. And the simple fact that their leaders are to be ruled by we the people, it took this long throughout history, American history, it took this long to empower the church with their legal rights in running the church and its leaders the, the way that they wanted. From the bottom up. If you're in a voting church, now there are denominations that are functioning as monarchy. So I'm not speaking to every denomination. But if you're in a denomination where you tell the pastor and the leaders what to do through voting, this is the group I'm addressing. We have been set up for this final act of deception. So the results are our, millennial, our millennials defy all authority that seems to claim monarch, monarchy rights over democratic rights. You work for us. The most grievous results are any spiritual area of life that has the twinges of monarchy, kingdom of God rule. They began to, they began to reform as their new-founded gender animal-friendly Bibles of social justice are about to preach to us. Now, I know I'm preaching mostly to deaf ears. But there's a translation coming out. It's already in progress of animals demanding the rights over humans. There's a few verses in Romans that talks about there's going to come a day where they will worship creatures rather than the Creator. It's knocking at your door, but I understand that most of you are not going to believe it until it's printed. I get that. Because you believe what you read. 
Not what a preacher is going to preach. But the truth is, it's on us. The final step of creatures, from dinosaurs to dogs to cats to horses, it doesn't matter what the animal is because they cannot stand up for themselves. Your horse is no different than a blade of grass. It shall wither. But your children that are being swept into an emergent Generation Z that will support one single religion? That's my grandchildren. Twelve years of age and younger is Generation Z. I'm sending emails out to people who are doing studies on Generation Z and I'm asking them a real simple question. What's after Z? That's all I'm asking. They don't know what to say. There's something in this Generation Z generation I just got a feeling is at the end of the rainbow. I don't know that for sure. So the most grievous results are any spiritual area of life that has twinges of monarchy, this millennial generation is going to push away from. So honestly, the 50% that just read about in an airline magazine, I get it. Nobody can tell me what to do. That's our sin. That's when Christ is going to come and go, really? Get on that side or this side. Which is it? You think preachers like me are bold and, and, and you know, so black and white that we can become offensive? We've, you've seen nothing yet. Christ is coming with a drawn sword, fire in his eyes, and he's going to say, which is it? Choose this day. Who are you going to serve? Him or moi? Who is it? And then after that decision is made, it's over, folks. You can opinionate Satan all day long for the rest of eternity, and it's not going to make one blot of difference. Because he is the author, and he himself is the per perfecter of twisted truths, unoriginal thought. And he got you to master the idea that my opinion matters. I don't believe that guy. So, I mean, my favorite preachers, if I just got upset because of something they were preaching and I said, you know, Charles, I just, I just don't believe you. Is it going to change the universe? Is my opinion going to adjust? You think he's going to, he's going to close his, his Bible and go, wow, I better rethink that. We think we have some kind of power of thought. When there's so much crap thrown at your mind sitting in this room that you're only going to get, statistics say, less than 2% of what I shared with you. Why? Because you're busy. Your mind is busy processing or fighting or resisting or agreeing or not. It's just busy. People are more apt to believe that trillions 
of pieces of data are entering this phone right now as soon as I do this. Trillions of pieces of information are running through this device, but they don't believe that about Satan feeding a human mind. Where do you think the scientists got the idea? But I get that, but if you want dialogue about it at 602-292-2982, love to do it. Here's our identity matter statement for today. Most religions, religious millennials, prefer to call themselves Christ followers rather than indwell Christians. They cringe at the thought of public repentance, altar calls, and evangelizing the world by telling people they will go to hell without a conversion to the indwelling life of Jesus, which is born-again salvation. Those of you who are interested in being led to Christ because you've been under conviction, seriously, give that, uh, that number a text. I will call you back and lead you into uh, salvation in Christ Jesus. Those of you who are going to resist it, you need probably a few more uh, pieces to read through, listen to, or whatever, you can uh, go to our website at www.iomamerica.org or send me an email at drfinney at iomamerica.org. D-R-P-H-I-N-N-E-Y at iomamerica.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you on our next podcast. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.